Welcome to the Monsters and Treasure podcast, where we talk way too long about a subject and just give you the best parts. I'm here with K.R. King, as always. Hi, Daniel. The more I do this, I just keep getting better and better. Yes, you do. And just like a character in D&D, right? We talk a little bit about the idea of progression and why that maybe is the most important element of D&D. Maybe not of role-playing games, but of D&D. You know, people talk all the time about Gary Gygax and Dave Ernest and creating uh, D&D, cre- creating the modern role-playing game, which I think is a, kind of a misnomer. There were other sort of games like this or whatever in the world before that. But in terms of D&D, one of the things that the innovations that uh, Gary and Dave created, you can argue about who exactly did that, but is uh, level progression. The idea that your character in this world, as they move through, as they gain experience, will increase in level and increase in power. And to me, this is something that's now infused in virtually every RPG, not all of them, but almost all of them. And it's just, I think it's important to, to talk about the fact that, that they came up with this idea, and this is what, for me, sustains interest or helps to sustain interest in a campaign. Or does it? Could you have a campaign in which there is no level progression? Could that be interesting? Yeah, this is this is really interesting, right? There's different parts to it. So there's the idea of progression as in your character becomes tougher, thus they're less likely to die. Um, or as we kind of talked about offline, we can come back to it, which is raise dead, right? They can come back if you're playing D&D. There's also progression as in do they get more powerful, like powerful as in they can do more. And there's progression in the sense that like, do they become a bigger figure in the world, right? So you've got like, Okay, you could have a character that always, let's say, needs a 15 to hit when they attack, but gets more hit points when they level up. So they live longer, but are they better? Or there could be a character whose hit points never go up. Yeah, I see some OSR games like that where your hit points are static and that you just get better at killing stuff or defending yourself, right? And then, like, my one of the games I'm working on, uh, Unchained, you kind of remain the same, but you build stature in the world. You build armies and stuff like that, right? So you got multiple levels of progression. And really, D&D is capable of doing all of those. Yeah, and the thing about, you know, when they had those, those hilarious uh, random monster charts for the dungeon, where you get to the sixth level, you get dragon, you know, all these cr- incredibly powerful monsters. But a dragon can breathe on you and can bite you and claw you for a lots of hit point damage points, right? So you have to, so if you're first level and you have just one die, you're going to get killed, right? Whereas if you get up to sixth or eighth or tenth and you have, abilities and you have more hit points you're able to take on a dragon this is the progression thing in terms of as a game mechanic that that monster is too tough for me to fight or for our group to fight that level that's too deep we can't go to the sixth level dungeon because we'll get killed because there's you know mummies down there vampires or whatever and so you have to go through this progression you have to play for a while gain experience gain these levels Presumably, it's going to be fun to play at the lower levels. This is another thing about progression. You have to accept the fact, because this is a reason why people start campaigns and they'll start at third level or fifth level. I've even seen fantasy ground campaigns that start at 15th level. A great mystery to me. I know, a great mystery to me. But but they do. Why? Because they want to play at that level. And if you play, if you don't play kind of a milestone kind of, okay, every session, every two sessions we go up a level or some kind of mechanic, if you're playing like experience and, you know, points and uh, challenge ratings, you're never going to get to that level, right? Or I don't know how you would you play every day. So 
that's, I guess, the dark side of the progression thing, right? That if you have this system, you know, especially in the old book, I guess in the original books, certain character classes can only progress so far. And that was part of the limit. But I do think this this innovation, it, it really, it, it creates such a compelling structure to have going and playing for a long time, getting to know a group, having these adventures together, going up and so that you can take on the big bad monster at some point. Right. So this is interesting, right? And I don't know, again... It... We're talking, obviously, play style is play style, right? However you want to play whatever system you're playing is what it is. But if we're talking system-wise, if you, if you, now you got me thinking about something. Like, if you <laughs> were to start, let's say, let's say I just gave you a 10th level character in OD&D, you probably would still not be able to fight that dragon. But if I gave you a 10th level, well, maybe 10th level, but let's say I give you a 7th level character, 6th level character in OD&D, you wouldn't be able to have, a, you wouldn't have an easy time fighting that dragon. But if I gave you a six level character, let's say the equivalent in 5e, you might be able to, because in a lot of the older games, progression was also tied into the act of uh, accumulating things, right? Very specifically in 5e, you're only, you're limited to how many magic items you can have. Many of the classes don't require, like there's, mag there's creatures that are uh, resistant, right, to non-magical hits, but things like monks, I think even barbarians and a couple other classes, their, their hits become magical at certain levels. So you don't need those items anymore. You can literally pop up as a 10th level character and be amazingly powerful. But a 10th level character in OD&D can hit a little bit better and has more hit points. They don't have that magic armor that you're going to need. They don't have that magic sword, those arrows, the, the rope of entanglement, the healing potions, whatever. You know, they don't have that stuff. So I, I wonder, like, it, it, how easy it is to start. And it, let's say they did, right? Let's say you started somebody, you're like, you're 10th level, pick 15 magic items. Would that be as fun? To, to just have those powers for some groups. It probably would be, and maybe some not. I don't know. What do you think about that? I uh, totally, I don't think it's fun. I played in a campaign just uh, six months ago where we started at 13th level. And I had a sorcerer, and I had all these abilities, and I had cloud kill, and I had all this stuff. And part of it was the, the GM wasn't that great. And he was playing in a module that I found the module not to be that great. But part of it always was I didn't, earn this character. I, I don't, I don't know this character. It's not fun for me. And this is why, like I started this new campaign and I said, we're going to start at first level. Maybe if I do another one with the same group, we'll start at third or, or maybe uh, I probably third. Cause I like the process of seeing them go through the world and, and adventure. So to me, it's even talking about starting at 10th or 13th or 50th, it's, it's the spirit of the game is not to start at those high levels. To me, that's just my style of play. Other people may not do that. The other thing is, well, by the time you were 10th level in, as I remember, and it's a long time ago, the, the original systems, you did have all sorts of items. You did have stuff. And we could take on dragons, but it was a, it was a close thing at those high levels, right? We had a wizard that got up to 12th level. He started from our very first campaign at junior high all the way up to the end of high school. And he was the deadliest guy, right? <laughs> but still, if I had a dragon... It was going to be tough, right? You had to have an angle. You had to know a secret way into his complex. Or again, dragons, dragons is a little unfair because they could be sleeping, right? Right. There was always that chance. So, well, yeah, and there's but, different, like you know, size dragons and stuff. So, yeah, but of course, you need to right if the dragon. But the you know, you say it's cheating or it's an advantage, but like right, that's the Hobbit, right? Like Bilbo oh, totally. goes in and the dragon is asleep, and that's the reason why he's not immediately killed and is able to you know get the cup or whatever. But, you know, what's interesting about that is, is right, we're bringing up a lot of different points, which is super interesting. Like, where is the point that you can start a character 
at like beyond first level that you still feel like you earned it when you reach like like is there a point where it's like well if we start at third level they're a little bit more survivable and they've only got a few things so it's not really a big deal so when they get to seventh level it feels like they earned it or is it you start at third level and you've already like gone beyond that point of like you should have should have you know air quoting should have uh you know started at first kind of thing like what do you think about that i i'm torn on that as always i like for me as a GM, I like to start everyone at first level just to, to watch them grow. But I can understand how experienced players might say, I hate, first of all, there's a chance you can die at first. I think you could say not if, they, if they're careful or whatever, but when you have such so few hit points and monsters is, can do damage, you know, uh, you can die. Whereas when you're at fifth level or something, you've got enough hit points in terms of the amount of damage that things can do in a round or whatever. That you can maneuver, the players can, other players can help, or you can size up the situation. Let's say you're surprised or something. So your survivability. So people don't want, especially in the 5e world where it takes a little longer. It's not like 3.5 that took you a day to roll up a character. But in the, in the 5e, it takes a while, right? It's not just like, let me go off for 10 minutes. I'll come up with a new character and I'll come back or whatever, right? So, so I would say that I only, I like to do first, maybe third, I know I've run campaigns way in the past when we were very experienced with each other that we'd start at fifth, but they were always a little uh, not as fun. I mean, in my opinion, I, I don't know what your thought is in terms of starting. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting, right? I at, as far as five e, I always started. Pe- I started people at first level, but I've definitely I could see the argument for third because I think that the, you, first of all you level up really quickly through the first few levels, and if a player is experienced, then they probably can handle the extra handful of abilities. But I don't know if I'd go any higher than that if I wanted to, again, run a campaign. Because I I feel like starting higher, it just doesn't... In fact, I'd be more okay with, like, running from, like, third to sixth level. And then, like, doing, like, a time gap and just jumping them up some levels than I would starting them at tenth level, if that makes sense. So that at least they have some stake in the world. And they're just not, like, where have you been for ten levels? Like, what what is all this? Like, how are you suddenly here? Like, what's going on? I mean, a tenth level character, in at least in my opinion, should be immensely rare. But you have to wonder, though, if you start, not that these systems should make sense, but if you start to pull apart these systems and you realize that, like, only about six or eight months of world time goes by in most of these 5e campaigns, and they raise you from first level to, like, 12th or 13th, there's going to be a hell of a lot of 13th level characters running around the 5e world, right? There is a suspension of disbelief in the progression system that you just have to have to just take, take never, don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain, right? Just don't talk about that, because... I also have, when I create a world, I'm creating like 12th level people that run huge areas. And it's like, well, what, what are you talking about? But that guy could get there in a, in a campaign with the player. Well, that's the players and this is the world. And we're not going to have, because if it, and I, I don't want to get into having all these 20th level people around because it's a, right. Like all of yeah. a sudden you like, you start a 10th level campaign, they're fighting 15th level bad guys. It's like, hold on. There's all these people that have been just wandering around the world. It's like, I always found the balance thing to be weird to me. Like this idea that like every time the players went up levels, like all of a sudden the monsters got tougher. It's like they went out in the woods yesterday and there were goblins there. Now all of a sudden there's hobgoblins. Then they went in three weeks from now and now there's ogres. It's like, what what's changing? And I, I find that to be uh, an odd progression part. But you can't have uh, the monsters that you have them fight at first. They go into the woods and they fight this many orcs at first level. First of all, if they fight 12 orcs, they're probably dead or whatever. So you fight five orcs. So now you're third level and you fight five orcs. So now what? I got to fight five orcs continuously to get to fifth. So now I'm at 10th level and I'm running into five orcs. Now I've got to go. And so 
I think what you can do, what I always do is I have a thing, and it might be artificial. The farther away you get from civilization, the deadlier the monsters get. So that when you know, so what, when you get up to a higher level, you leave the farmlands and whatnot around the civilization, and you head into these areas where deadly things are. I also will have uh, deadly things will avoid civilized areas, humanoids, because they can gather together and kill you collectively. They can get 10, 10th level characters, but they won't, they won't gather together if, one, you don't harass them, and two, you live in the Misty Mountains far away. So that's where they tend to dwell. So that's how I kind of handle that situation but it's totally a game mechanic thing just because you don't i mean in a way that makes sense so so right so i like this because if you are a player let's say and you're like well the dangerous stuff's far away i'm gonna stay close and you just wander into the woods and every time you wander out there you run into a handful of goblins or orcs you are not going to progress very quickly at all if ever like once you get past like third fourth level like killing those orcs for 10 experience points a piece or whatever it is that becomes nothing to you and you can't get to those higher levels so in order to get to the higher levels you must leave civilization and, and look for these uh more extreme creatures to defeat so i, I guess that kind of makes sense i just also, don't like the idea of like they have the camp in water deep and then every time they go out four miles the monsters keep going up in power because they're because they are right like never did a giant attack the first level party but as soon as they're fifth level and they go on the same road also there's a giant there i find that yes. that to be a little bit weird and i think that's one of the issues with progression because I mean, I, I love, obviously, progression is awesome, and we're we're on the same page. It's, like, the most important thing, but or one of the most important things. But I think that we also have to make it make sense, because if we don't, then it just becomes we're just having the same battle over and over again, right? Because your 10th level character fighting a 10-hit die giant is the same as your first level character fighting an orc on a lot of levels, right? I think the—think about a tennis player. A, a good tennis player wants to play a tennis player that's a little bit better. They don't want to play a beginner. Now, at the beginning, and, and, and they could just beat them, but they're not. it's not interesting to them to play a beginner. And it's not interesting for just a good amateur to play a pro. It might be a thrill, but the pro has no interest in playing you a serious game. He might have a corporate event where he has to play with these schmoes, but if a serious game, he doesn't want to play some, even in the club champion, he's a professional, you know, it's like, or golf or whatever. Golf, you have handicaps to sort of equal that. So the, the, and that's just a, the, the living thing of playing a game with a, and then you incorporate that into a game mechanic of these monsters are like the professional tennis players and you're like a amateur at first level or a club pro at fifth. Once you get to that level, then you can take them on. You can, you can fight them. And you just have to then balance that in terms of how the players inter- interact with them. Because if that monster's wandering around picking on first level characters just to eat them, High-level things are going to—the society is disrupted, and the high-level things are going to get together and wipe them out. And that's why you have the classic, I think, hook of something's you know, harassing this area. We, we need someone to go in there and figure out what's going on. They need to be a higher level than this to wipe it out, right? So if it's four trolls, we're not going to get first-level guys to go get the, kill the troll. we got to get some guys that can actually do—or some characters that can actually do this, right? And I think that's, again, where progression in terms of story, in terms of— the way things might unfold in a world like this are, are really helpful. You just can't look too closely at the, you know, the wheels turning or whatever, the machine, because there are those inconsistencies we talked about. No, I think you make a really good point there, and, and that kind of uh, works together, right? Because progression is not just that. I guess what, what I would say is, based on what you're saying, and, what, what I, and I kind of agree with it, if, if I'm understanding it correctly, is that 
the characters need to seek the progression. I think the problem can become when they just expect that every time they walk out the door, they're going to fight the next higher level monster because that's the game. But rather, they have to know, listen, we're in this town and we have the safety of the town. We need to leave that safety of the town in order to find tougher monsters to defeat and steal their treasure or whatever, whatever the goal is of the game, in order for us to really progress. Because if we stay here, we never will. The guys that stayed in town, they're working as town guards as second level fighters. The, the, the people that are the lords of the land that are 10th level, they went out there and found those villages that were under siege by trolls and they fought those trolls and risked their lives and survived. That's why they're 10th level. And, and the person that stayed in town that you graduated high school with and stayed right in town and just sat there and you went off to the big city and you come back and you've got more experience in the world. You've been places, you've met people and you can see it when you go back and visit. They're just not as experienced. And this is, but but they they might have a really nice family. They're close to their family members. They see them at more than just holidays. They they have a sense of community. That That's what they want. They want to be second level their whole life. And there are some people that stop at sixth or whatever, but there's some that go on because, but being a 10th level, and then we get into the renown. Now you have expectations on you. Now you may have a mark from young, you know, people that want to get, take you out or whatever, because you're the big dog. Uh, that's a whole other thing. And that's, I think Gary, I guess, as I remember thought when you got to a certain level, you just get a castle and you'd retire your character and own land and all this, which players are not interested in that. Right. I would usually. Right. Well, retire. No, you get a castle and then you battle other people and take their castles. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I don't. And I think what you're saying is that's exactly it. Right. So there's progression on many levels. Like you've got your progression where where you want to level up and become more powerful. But then you also have your power in the world. Right. If you if the game is only at least for me speaking for myself, if the game is only I get more hit points every level. That's not that interesting to me. I may as well play a 10th level character right from the bat because now I'm just powerful. I can kill everything. But if the game is I gain contacts in the world, I gain uh, lands, I gain allies and armies and magic weapons and things because in the renowned for the, the, the deeds I've done, that's also a form of progression. But you kind of need, and I think this is kind of the genius, right? You need that hit point and power progression to really do it. Because if you always were first level with eight hit points, you would have a heck of a time killing that giant ever, right? And that gets back to playing the superhero style campaign where there is no progression. You can do all sorts of great things, but was it, is it, and you, since you never get any farther, you're going to do those great things over and over. And that to me seems almost like a much more of a one shot or a very limited, you know, we have this storyline that goes this far, but it doesn't have that sense that you've accomplished something. I started off, and I played tennis at this level, and I made it all the way to where I'm a pro, right? And that progression, that process was a very intense, filled with setbacks, filled with, you know, challenges. I wanted to quit. I did this or that. Same thing with a character. And the people that I met and the experiences that I had in that journey have changed me as a person. Because a 10th level character, I would say, and there's no mechanic for this, but if you think about, if you get to 10th level, you're going to be much wiser than a first level character about the world, about monsters, about what to take on. We don't really do that mechanic of raising up wisdom, but that would be what would happen to you because with the wise older person, they just understand how to do things. So I, I just think it's such a great innovation. It was such a great idea. I think it even, it was beyond what they were even considering. Cause I think they did do it more as a game mechanic and then players have over the years and, and people that created systems, uh, and 
I think I don't know whether the five E or the the various ones much more into the mechanical, like you're saying, hit points or abilities, but just that idea of progressing through the world and becoming someone with renown, uh, all feeding off the idea these guys came up with all those years ago. Yeah, it's super interesting, and and obviously we're still playing today, so that's pretty awesome. I think the superhero thing is really interesting, and maybe that'll be another thing too, because I was thinking, and I am not a comic book uh, aficionado, and I'm probably going to get some some blowback on this. But I was always, uh, as far as comics, I would read Marvel comics as opposed to DC because I always felt like characters like Batman, who was a millionaire and already established in the world and had everything in the world, Superman, who was basically undefeatable, you know, the Green Lantern, these characters didn't interest me. But somebody like Spider-Man, who was literally had to make the choice, like, am I going to save this person or go take pictures so I can pay the rent so my aunt doesn't get kicked out of her house? Even though he never got more powerful as far as strength-wise, you know, technically, I guess, there was that story going on. So I think you can play a place where uh, a game where the characters don't physically change to become more powerful as long as there is progression in the world. Like, I think that is such a key element to all these games. I think the reason that X-Men, as someone who read that comic as a kid, the X-Men were always, you know, they they had these infights with each other. The society hated them. So they had this whole thing there. They had the evil uh, mutants that were like, screw society, we're just going to take over. And there was this constant battling between them, even though their powers, I, I don't believe they ever changed. I can't, I think now I'm thinking about maybe it's sort of, but the thing is, let's just say they never changed. What was interesting was the storyline behind the, the X-Men and many other, you know, this is always the thing about the Silver Surfer. He was kind of an enigmatic and I know they were going to try to make a movie out of him. And I thought, how can you make a movie out of the Silver Surfer? If you know that guy, he never changes. He just, he's just this enigma. So uh, and, and comic books, there might be people that, that enjoy that, but to me, that lack of progression inherent in that idea of a superhero, to me, makes it much less interesting than the concept that Gygax and Arneson came up with. No, I agree with you, especially for a game. I think if you pick up a comic book once every six months, it's nice to know that, you know, Spider-Man's always the same. But when you're playing a D&D game, it's nice to, to grow. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear your voice on the show, give us a call. There's a link in the show notes. You can find us both on YouTube. Uh, Daniel is at Bandit's Keep, and I'm on D&D Homebrew, also linked in the show notes. If you'd like to support the show, please give us a rating and review on your favorite podcatcher, and we'll see you next week.